Yo, 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 yo. Bing bong, Bob. Bing bong. Yeah, yeah. Well, hello and welcome to Three Big Things. It's Cineboys, but not the Cineboys podcast, part of the Cork Bats Podcast Network. I'm Kenny from Cork Bats, head boy of the Cineboys Podcast. And uh, Three Big Things is a podcast where I sit down with a guest uh, for an in depth discussion on specific movies and TV shows. So, why is it called Three Big Things? Simple. We're going to give you three big things, sometimes more, that we think make this movie or TV show special or not so special. Probably in this case, for the movie we're going to talk about, not so special. Um, And warning, just so you are aware of it, this is not a spoiler-free podcast. So there will be plenty of spoilers, um, but heads up, the movie's 30 years old. Like, And if you like, don't want to listen to this podcast before you see it, it is free to watch on Freebie, or if you have a Peacock subscription, like I do, it is also free to watch there. So check it out. Um, so this week, we are discussing another Jean-Claude Van Damme movie for our last movie of Jean-Claude Van Dameuary. Uh, We're going to discuss Time Cop. And today, I will be joined by fellow Cineboy, Mob. Mob, how are you? Howdy! Um, I'm good, yeah. Good, good. <laughs> So I, you know, we'll get into it, but I feel like I wasted like an hour and 45 minutes of my life this morning watching this movie. I mean, it's an hour and 30 minutes. It's a well, time. I mean, it's like I watched the credits. So. Oh, well, no. Well, did you watch it on Freebie? I actually watched it on Peacock. Oh, yep. That makes sense. You just said yeah. you had Peacock, so you didn't have to do the ads. I did the ads. Well, here's the thing. I didn't realize it was on Peacock. Uh, until this morning, so I actually started watching it last night, and then I got uh, something came up, and I was like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'll watch it tomorrow morning. Um, and I started watching it on Vizio's Watch Free Plus platform, which oh. is basically freebie for Vizio, and it's on there. And there were ads in it, and I will say, just this is this exists outside of our three big things. I think the art of like watching a TV on, or we should be watching a movie on TV, is dead. Like when we were kids, like movies were edited and formatted to be shown on TV and they had like like, this one. Yeah. Clean (laughs) introductions into like commercials and like editing out all the nudity and the curse words. Like now it just seems so lazy. Like, yes, they don't really edit anything out of the movie. They just cut to a commercial at a terrible time. Like Mm -hmm. that doesn't make sense. Like it'll be mid dialogue commercial. Yep. And I don't think kids are understand like how we had it growing up and how we had it so much better, you know? Well, and that's watching this one on freebie that what that's what kind of I chuckled at one point because I was like, this was made to be on TV at one point. Mm-hmm. And what's hilarious is, is when they had the perfect cuts for uh, commercials, freebie didn't put the commercials at those. Oh, points. yeah. No, no, <laughs> they just put the commercials in just randomly. Yeah. It's like, well, it's free. So deal with it. Right. Um. So, yeah. Time cop. Time Cop. What a film. Um, Time Cop came out in 1994. It is directed by Peter Hyams, who actually also directed Sudden Death, uh, which our last episode was on Sudden Death. So obviously we can see that they have a great working relationship. Jean-Claude Van Damme, Peter Hyams. Uh, In the the plot summary of this film, uh, Max Walker, an officer for a security agency that regulates time travel, must fend for his life against a shady politician who's intent on changing the past to control the future. Um, I will say this, probably a pretty good description. Now, in practice, uh, the movie is a lot messier than that. Um, And and we'll get into that here in a second. But I do think 
that it would be fair for people who have not seen the movie but want to go ahead and watch our podcast that we just go ahead and play the trailer real quick so people um, kind of know what they're in for. So here we go. Here is the trailer for Time Cop. Oh, hang on. Uh oh. I'm not hurting. Sorry about you, that. Got to take you back. In the year 2004, time travel is a reality. You are charged with violations of TEC code 40.8 time travel with intent to alter the future. And a crime. It turns out going back in time is a pretty easy way to make money. I think you got yourself a shipment of gold. You're taking the general aid. Genie is already out of the bottle. The technology is there. Now, one man. You ever hear the name Aaron McComb? Is about to take the ultimate power trip. He's gonna be president. You don't need the press. You don't need endorsements. You don't even need the truth. You need money. But to enforce the laws of time. Are we still together in 10 years? Am I dead? One man is determined to stop him. I cannot go back to save her. This scumbag is not going back to steal money. Stay here, Walker. My future, you're dead. I think you planned too far ahead. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Ron Silver. Mia Sarah. Yeah, dude. Time cop. Time cop. Um, so there's the trailer. And again, if you would like to stop this podcast and go watch it, it is free to watch on freebie. Um, but honestly, this podcast will probably be more entertaining and, and definitely make more sense than the movie did. Um, the movie's kind of a mess. So without further ado, let's go ahead and just get into our three big things. Um, so me and Mob had a chance to kind of sit down and talk about our three big things on this movie. Um, we're going to present them to you and just kind of talk them through a little bit. Um, so I think the first big thing the, you know, that really came to mind for us is that this is kind of broad strokes, but we'll get into it. This movie just doesn't make a lot of sense. It's kind of all over the place and uses time travel in a way, um, just a reckless way. I would say it's very messy. Um, and yeah, to me, this is how not to do time travel movies. I agree. One thing I find funny is like watching it. I think they tried. I really do. I yeah. think they tried to solve time travel because there were certain things like the same matter can't occupy the same space was like something that they said. So they were trying to like, and if you, if you mess something up, you could change the future. And there's a point where he kicks the, the senator in the face and then a scar appears on future senator's face like things like that they tried they did try they did not succeed they did not no it's it's pretty rough um there's really no at no point and i you know i was trying to follow it to the best of my abilities but it really seemed like there were several points in the movie where it's like well if they do that then this can't work right um, right the pieces don't add up like just to use like a good example of time travel, obviously back to the future, they do back to the future is like the perfect movie 
not just like a really good time travel movie because they really take care to you know figure out all the details how if if this happens then this is the consequence Mm -hmm. or this movie is way more like yeah so we need the movie to go in this direction so we'll just kind of like make it work and there's really no rules like really hard established rules just kind of little things here and there like the scar in the face to let you know like oh this does have a consequence but yeah well they they establish the rules of time travel but they break them when it's convenient for them yeah and then they follow them again when it's convenient for the storyline that's that's the movie yeah and they also don't it's probably the laziest time travel movie ever made because they're like well let's not go other than like the first few there's a couple of few scenes near the beginning of the movie that take place in like the 1800s and the early 1900s um but other than that they keep their time travel within like a uh 10 year window Mm -hmm. so it's pretty much just like 1994 in 2004 so there's really not a whole lot of difference in like what the world looks like between those two years except for just like really bad advances in technology right right the cars yeah they advance the cars but still put wood paneling on them yes of course (laughs) well wood paneling is never going to die right in 1994 they were convinced like hey we have found the future of automobiles and it's wood paneling and for the guns, it was like, now we have lasers on them, but they're yeah. like red flashlights. To show you that time has passed. <laughs> I, well, one of my favorite things is they're like, you can't travel forward because that hasn't happened yet. Fair. Um, and then they don't explain to you at one point, you're in the 1930s, that the storyline has progressed to 2004. Mm-hmm. You just see that he has a newspaper that says 2004. And my first thought was, wait, did he travel forward to grab that and then travel back and then and then they like explain it but that's the type of mess the movie is they're just like hold tight we'll figure it out and then they don't but yeah and the other nitpicky thing is that it's not really and it's not filmmakers faults and this happens in a lot of movies that dealt with the future that came out around this time or earlier Mm -hmm. um that they're like all right we have all this new technology, but we're still using CRT TVs. For yeah. Everything monitors, yeah. big screen TVs. Now, granted, they had no idea that sure. things were going to get so much better there, but well, it's just, well, it looks, it's, it's, uh, it's jarring to see somebody using a futuristic computer with basically like a, a CRT TV. Well, and you know, we've, we've hit on this, but like, if you look at Blade Runner, that was how many years in the future of when it came out? It was, it was a decent amount. Like I understand where they were coming. This yeah. is 10 years. Yeah. They thought yeah. things were going to progress immensely. In 10 yeah. years. And in some stances, things have like TVs, but that's the one thing they didn't progress in. The, in the yeah. It's just, it's, it's funny. Cause you're right. It's not their fault. It's just right. funny. Well, yeah, I was actually going to bring up Blade Runner. Cause that's like an example of like a really good movie that right. didn't know exactly. I was going to like, nobody could have predicted like cell phones. No. Like, well, I mean, you probably could have predicted it, but like nobody thought like, if, especially if you're a filmmaker making movies in the 70s, 80s or 90s, like cell phones are not like you, you don't think have, they're going to run the world like they do now. Right. And you would have had to have someone from like Apple or Microsoft on the team to be like, hey, this is what we're talking about, you know, progressing into. And they're not going to do that. So it's just it's at the filmmakers uh, imagination. Yeah. I feel like if they found an iPhone in this movie, like their heads would explode. Right. 
Yeah. Like, right. Wow. We can travel through time, but this, we were not expecting this. A computer in your pocket? In your hand? Like, I think they would have been shocked with Palm Pilots. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Um. So, yeah. First big thing, really, as a time travel movie, not great. A lot of corners cut. A lot of liberties taken. Um. And, yeah, it's just kind of kind of lazy um which really kind of brings us into our second big thing and you know we kind of talked about this when me and tom did our blood sport um podcast a few weeks ago um you know not really i know i didn't really grow up with a lot of jean-claude van damme movies although this was one time cop was one that i did see on tv growing up um and you know thought it was cool because you know what do i know and uh but other than that like not a huge jean-claude van damme fan not super familiar with a lot of his movies mob i know you're kind of in the same boat this is this is the first jean-claude van damme movie i have watched so there you go so with that i feel like jean-claude van damme movies are really nostalgia pieces except for sudden death that movie's awesome i'll recommend it to anybody but um they're really just nostalgia, or nostalgia pieces. So like if you grew up watching these movies, you probably love them. But since we didn't, we're watching this movie for the first time 30 years after it came out. And especially a movie that's dealing with the future, which is now 20 years ago. Um, and it's garbage. And right. so I feel like if you don't grow up with these movies, you're just not going to like them. Yeah. I, I, so I understand, like if I had watched this when I was 10, I would have thought it was the coolest movie ever. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Like, man. what's that Nickelodeon movie that was like Time Stoppers or whatever? Yeah. Clock Stoppers? Yeah. Clock Stoppers. Like, yeah. I pro I loved that movie when I was, whenever it came out. Right? It probably would have been, ha had the same appeal to me as this movie. Mm -hmm. So, but like you said, I'm watching it now in my 30s and I just, like, they can just do time travel better now. So I'd rather yeah. watch that. Yeah. Oh, although think about like when we're in our fifties and we watch time travel movies from now, we're going to be like, man, that looks like. Shit. Right. And so that's what I was thinking. Like, is, am I going to watch John Wick in 20 years and be like, Oh, what was I thinking? Right. Like, I think that was the coolest movie ever, but like in my head now, I'm like, no, there's no way it's done so well. Like the choreographed fighting is so awesome. And like, there's no way. And I'm sure people who saw that back then were like, there's no way it can get any better than this. Yeah. And this movie's very like 90s. So like mm -hmm. it's supposed to be really serious, but they they can't help themselves and they're throwing in like all these like one-liners at every instance they get, which is just so 80s 90s. Right. Um so yeah, I mean it it takes you out of the movie if you've never seen it before and you're not just watching it to relive nostalgia. Like it's it's just not very compelling. They don't well, and they don't make movies like this anymore, or yeah. they don't seem to, because this or, movie was, hey, here's Jean Claude Van Damme. Yeah, follow along if you want, but here's Jean Claude Van Damme. Yeah, like you don't get that with Chris Pratt or who would who would be your big action stars? Right. Well, I feel like all those kinds of movies now, if they do make them, they are like straight to streaming, correct? With no like marketing whatsoever. So like you still have people like uh. I John Claude Van Damme and like Dolph right. Lindgren and like all these people still making movies like this, but nobody ever hears about them because right. they're like, yeah, we're just going to throw this on a streamer and get people to watch it just to sure. take up space essentially. And I mean, I guess you could say that's what like the equalizer has turned into, mm -hmm. um, but like, that's not what you think of when you think of, 
Denzel. He's not an action star. He's just a, a star. Right. So I don't know. They yeah. just don't make him like they do any. They did back then. Yeah. And I'll also say, I mean, this movie definitely has like a quintessential like 90s bad guy, too, with Ron Silver. And Ron Silver is kind of like a um, like a Kirkland brand. Andy Garcia. Right. He's <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm the name of the character from Die Hard. It's, is uh oh hans gruber not hans gruber not oh. alan rickman the the guy the american who sells who's who's like give me a coke bub uh he's like the he's the corporate guy who sells everyone else out oh yeah yeah i know you're talking about uh yeah yeah his okay. name his name escapes me right now but that's it they're like the same yeah it, yeah no it's like the same kind of vibe the way they like talk long the hair the short vibe beard. but yeah quintessential 90s bad boy yeah yeah and he's not yeah it's not a very fleshed out character he's just running for president wants money okay cool no yeah. i guess that makes him evil um so yeah i mean that's kind of our second big thing like if you didn't grow up with these movies and you, especially this movie with time cop like you're probably just not gonna like it um and that's okay it's okay to not like movies we're doing a whole podcast on a movie we don't like so it's okay you know yeah i mean i didn't like hate it but I understood what it was for what it was. I have seen worse movies, but I will also say like, there's something about a really, really bad movie. That's enjoyable. Right. This movie is like a, a bad movie that it's, it's trying to be good and isn't doing a terrible job at trying to be good. So it's right. not entertaining. Right. Yeah. It lives in that weird gray zone of between like really good and really bad between like cult classic for how bad it is. And yeah, just yeah. bad yeah it's very unremarkable right yeah um but the great thing about this movie which we didn't get with sudden death and this is kind of our third big thing on time cop oh this is big this is very much a jean-claude van damme movie we kind of you know blood sport the first movie we did this month jean-claude van damme to the core sudden death again awesome movie recommend it to anybody doesn't really feel like a jean-claude van damme movie this movie is 100% let's show off those buns. Mm -hmm. There's like two or three scenes in this movie, like the big opening sexy scene where mm -hmm. it's like, hey, camera on just his butt. Mm -hmm. Cause I think pops. Mm -hmm. And then also probably like the scene that I feel like this movie will always be remembered for is the splits mm -hmm. on the counter. And I'm the counter. See me, but I'm attempting to do splits. With his out. with his back to the screen, so you right. really see the he's got shorts on this time, but you yeah. really see the outline of that that peach. Yeah, dude, that thing pops, and I think the shorts only accentuate it because he's not For wearing sure. a shirt. I I think the peach emoji was created uh, after watching this movie in that scene, particularly. I because think they're that. like, we could we could we could make uh, an emoji that's a peach, but it actually looks like a juicy butt. Yeah, and it's Jean Claude Van Damme's butt. Yeah, that is. Uh, I think you're right. There's, I mean, there's no evidence to prove that, but mm -hmm. it makes sense. I, uh, Steve Jobs must have been a huge Time Cop fan, big Time Cop guy, and uh, Tim Cook must biography. also be a big Time Cop fan to keep that going. Yeah, and I also feel like this movie. So there's several scenes where he does the splits. There's a scene kind of near the beginning where he does the splits while he's in a fight. Um, there's the scene kind of at the very beginning in the mall where he just puts his foot up in that guy's face. Yep. And I'm like, this is Jean-Claude Van Damme. That's, this is that's, missing. 
that's when I knew what I was getting into was that scene yeah. particularly because it's just like he stops him with his foot up in the air and he stands there for probably a minute yeah. in that pose. It's like, okay. It baffles me that human beings can be that flexible. <sighs> and like, he's wearing tight jeans. Yeah. It's not easy, dude. No. Like I have a hard time just bending over and touching my toes. I'm pretty positive that I'm one of the stiffest humans ever created. Yeah. And it could just be that I don't stretch enough, but I I think I could stretch like for an hour a day and I would not become any more gelatin than I am. Yeah. I also like am convinced now that I used to think it was just a flexibility issue. Like if I had better flexibility and I practice, like I could probably do some of the things that Jean-Claude Van Damme does. But then I took one of those like Apple Fitness Plus like kickboxing like exercise things. Mm -hmm. I'm so uncoordinated. Mm -hmm. Like it's embarrassing. I can't do a roundhouse kick. It looks really bad. So <laughs> that to me, like after doing that Apple Fitness Plus class, like it just makes me really appreciate Jean-Claude Van Damme more mm -hmm. that he has the ability to do all this crazy stuff. Yeah. And like the movie like all builds up to the fact that he can kick essentially yeah. mm -hmm. like the the closing line he he's the the bad guys like with kicking like that you sh the only way you can make money is on broadway and then later on the the finale of the scene he goes he references that and uses his kicking to kill him and i'm in i'm a, really glad you brought up that line about broadway mm -hmm. did you notice how ron silver like actually says it He's like, you should be on Broadway. Oh, no, I didn't. It was so like subtle and weird, but it caught my eye. I was like, we're probably not going to talk about this on the podcast. But he's like, with kicks like that, you should be on Broadway. Yeah, I feel like there's a bunch of subtle little things that we could have yeah, really attacked. A lot of little nitpicky things. We would be here for days. Right. So right. We, we probably shouldn't do that. Um, But yeah, here's the thing. Again, you, you you're hearing it. We're not big fans of this movie. It's not super enjoyable. But if you are looking to watch a movie where Jean-Claude Van Damme really showcases that talent, a.k.a. dad ass, Tom Cop's a good one. Mm -hmm. So, all right. Well, I mean, that's pretty much going to bring us to the end of our three big things. Um, So like we do with every movie or TV show we highlight on three big things, we kind of have to ask ourselves a pretty simple question. And mom, I'm going to ask it to you first. Would you recommend Time Cop? Um, no, no, I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't sit here and say like you would get gain something out of it. I would just say, hey, here's a YouTube clip of the split scene. That's yep. it. That's fair. I, I think that's fair. I, the only way I would recommend this movie is if I were to say, hey, me and Mob are going to do a podcast on this movie. You should watch it before you listen. But even then. Like, I can't ask somebody to give up 90 minutes of their time for that. Here's what I'll say. If if I'm surfing the channels and it's on, say, TBS or something, and my remote batteries die right as it sets on TBS, mm -hmm. I'm not freaking out. I'm not like, are you kidding me? But that's the only way I would watch this in the future. Yeah. Or if somebody said... We'll give you ten thousand dollars to watch Time Cop. Then I would highly recommend. I honestly, it's it's one of because it's a tight it's a tight one hour thirty minutes. Like it's not long. Um, 
I would, I would, I'd, I'd watch it for less. But if you're going to give me 10K, yeah, definitely watch it. Well, here's another question I'll ask you real quick. The one that me and Austin kind of thought about when we were doing our uh, sudden death uh, podcast. And that is, is Time Cop a sports movie? How would it be a sports movie because of the martial arts? Well, I don't know. Um, is it a sports movie? I mean, this is Cork Bat, so I think we should probably tie in sports a little bit. Is is Time Cop a sports movie? I don't. I don't think sports are referenced once in it. No. So not a sports. So movie. I'm gonna go with no, but almost. No, almost. Okay, I think that's fair. Like it could be a sports movie, right? There are a lot of acrobatics, which is sport. Right. All all it needed to be to be a sports movie was for one of the goons to be like, you should play football. Yeah. But that, well, I guess never could, said that. I guess we could say it's a um it's a Broadway movie. Yes, it is. Because Broadway 100%. is referenced about kicking and Yeah, it's a musical. Or I'm sorry, Broadway. Broadway. Yeah, Broadway. Um, well, yeah, that's gonna that's gonna do it for us here at Three Big Things. So again, we are the Cineboys. We are part of the Cork Bats Podcast Network. Um, if you are not familiar with Cork Bats, please be sure to visit the website corkbats.com. Also, check out our videos on demand on the on the Cork Bats YouTube page, which is youtube.com/slash corkbats. And you can also follow Cork Bats on social media at Cork Bats on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And of course, we are the Cineboys. We are part of Cork Bats. You can follow us on social media at the Cineboys on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and then also we're a podcast. So be sure to rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff, wherever you get your podcasts. So um, yeah, mom, you got anything else you need to get off your chest before we go? Uh, no. Okay. Fire Mo. Fire Mo. Have they not done that yet? Fire Mo. Okay, cool. Also go Chiefs. So it comes out in like a week. Right. Who knows what the situation will be then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everyone. <laughs>